from Optimized Health, this is the True Health Podcast, where we unlearn diet culture and personalize our health one tip and story at a time. Our guest today is Maddie Pollock, aka Coach Maddie, from our amazing team here at Optimized Health. Maddie is an integrative health coach passionate about helping everyday people feel their best across nutrition, movement, sleep, stress, and mindset. But beyond her integrative health coaching work, which is what we're talking about today, is the fact that she is also a certified female hormone health coach. For today's conversation, we're treating this as a bit of a female hormone health 101 episode uh, and an overview on understanding and balancing your female hormones. We also just last week announced Maddie's third round of her Optimizing Your Female Hormones eight-week group program, which you can learn more about now at optimizedhealthcoaching.com slash hormones. We are also offering $50 off the program for listeners of the podcast with checkout code TRUEHEALTH50. Again, it's TRUEHEALTH5050, available now through the end of January as the program begins the first week of February. So I am hoping this will be helpful for everybody listening and curious whether you're joining that program or not. Maddie's amazing, and I am so pumped to be chatting with her. So let's jump into it. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for that intro. Loved it. How did I do with the intro? You did great. You sound like a pro podcaster. I got to say. There we go. There we go. (laughs) We're like a year, almost a year and a half deep into the podcast now. Yeah, a year and a half, really. That's amazing. Feeling feeling good. Um, All right, good. How are you today? Before we jump into hormones, how are you doing today? Oh, today. Also, also any specific just things you're loving these days, recipes, books, Mm. you've always got good, good things you're discovering. Yes. Yes. Um, today I'm doing good. I'm, uh, um, also going full time, as you know, full-time health coaching in February for those listening that might not know. I, for the past couple of years have been doing part-time SEO work, search engine optimization, like digital marketing and part-time health coaching. And I'm going full-time health coaching in February. And I'm so excited. I'm um, so excited for you. I'm so proud yeah. of you. Thank you. I know it was a big leap. It's been a journey um, and it's a big leap, but I'm very excited and I just like can't wait to do the thing that I love to do every single day. Um, so yeah, so leading up to that anyway, it's a lot of training and all that. So today has been kind of crazy, but that's okay. Um, that is though pretty amazing. I mean, that's a huge, we don't have to talk so much about it, but yeah, for right now, but that is a huge leap, huge yeah. leap. I remember- yeah. um, so many conversations about like inching towards for like several totally. years now. Yeah, yeah. Went from full-time to part-time and yeah. now not at all. Start, you know, in a few weeks. So I'm so excited. Amazing. Um, things I'm loving. Um, I always love half-baked harvest recipes. Currently, or the past like couple weeks have made her crock pot uh, butter chicken, I think it is. Nice. And it's amazing. It's so good love a crock pot recipe and then the book I'm reading right now I just started so 2024 my goal one of my goals is to start reading more nonfiction books again I'm a big reader but I love fiction yeah I know you love nonfiction. Yeah. so my goal 
<laughs> is in the morning because I was doing this for a long time and then I kind of like fell off but I'm starting again um in the mornings and I started no bad parts the book Amazing. that you recommended about internal family systems I like just I'm like 20 pages in but it's wow. really interesting so far yeah I cannot wait to hear what you think I know I'm really excited it's like already like kind of mind-blowing it's yeah. um the deep so. dive it's a deep dive. So I'm really excited about that. And um, yeah. And then, you know, lots yeah. of other things. <laughs> well, for today, beyond us yes. chatting, um, the focus of this conversation is female hormone health. Yes. Um, I know we just announced your new program, which we'll get mm -hmm. into. But So excited. Um, but for those listening, I want to just treat this. I'm going to talk probably less during this episode than my usual mm. episode, which I told you in advance. I yes. it, just for the record, for anybody listening, I suggested to Maddie that she just take over the episode and I'm not <laughs> part of it, but she didn't want to do that. So no, I I'm going like to be part of it, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask more questions and let you do yeah. your versus, yeah. uh, versus my normal. Yeah, Cause you uh, don't menstruate. So right. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So <laughs> let's jump into it. Let's just start like, and I know you've yeah. done several rounds of this program. You've worked with people mm -hmm. in a capacity. So you're going to have a good sense of common questions, but I want to start, mm -hmm. which I like to do with more of a uh, personal story. So like, why yeah. do you care about this? Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. Yes. Um, well, I believe every woman should care about this uh, because <laughs> lots of things are going on in our bodies every single day. And a lot of it has to do with our hormones, but personally why I dove into it. Um, so as you know, and I think a lot of people know that are familiar with Optimized, um, I am a cancer survivor and I was diagnosed with cancer about uh, five years ago, a little over five years ago when I was 24, I'm 30 now. And, um, afterwards, after chemo and radiation and treatment, I dove into health and then nutrition and why that's why I started health coaching. But on top of that, um, you know, a couple years after I was done, I was already health coaching. I was really focused on my nutrition and exercising. And I felt like I was doing all the right things, but my period was still not coming regularly. Um, and I really, I felt so anxious. I was getting headaches every day. And so uh, I was like, what is going on? Um, doctors, you know, blood work, everything came back normal, like nothing big, but I was like, my body doesn't feel right. So I went to a naturopath um, and she did lots of different blood work. Naturopaths look at your blood work and levels, everything very differently than Western medicine doctors. And she told me that my adrenal glands were like shot and uh, my cortisol levels were way too high. Mm. Um, and so what that means is basically I had too much stress and I wasn't allowing my body to come down from fight or flight mode. And because of that, different things can happen within your hormones to one, make your period irregular, um, make you, you know, your PMS symptoms really bad, make your period painful or have you know, mood swings, you know, different things like that. So it, and we'll talk about it, but it impacts everything. Um, those are kind of some of the common ones that we experience. Um, so yeah, that was when I kind of like, I didn't know anything about 
cortisol or like adrenal or estrogen or progesterone. Like I knew nothing. Um, so that was kind of the start. And then she gave me some different lifestyle things to do. She gave me a tincture to take some ashwagandha. Um, and it really, really helped. And then through that made me want to learn more about hormones and my cycle and what things are happening when, and it's really helped me to like, get really in touch with my body and also to help regulate my cycle, make my PMS symptoms way better, all that good stuff. Um, which is amazing. And then also just to kind of background story, even before that, like I didn't even get my period until I was 16 and that's maybe TMI for you even, but it's all good. Um, but starting starting at 16 um I my doctor actually put me on birth control so I would start having my period I never actually got it just by myself um really and so that's a whole yeah so I had like two I remember back then her telling me like I think I had too much testosterone and I guess her that was all I remember but her solution of course is birth control which is most doctors solution to doing anything not actually you know um getting to the to the root cause of it um, at least in terms of like birth control and, you know, female hormones and things like that. Um, so I was on birth control from 16 until I think like 22 and then randomly I started feeling nauseous every day and I was gaining weight and was hungry all the time, like ravenous. Um, and then I just got off birth control. I was like, I don't feel good. And I like, don't really need this right now. And then I, so I've been off since, um, but with that too came irregular periods and different symptoms and all of that. So yeah, so it's been a journey and I didn't even really realize it until I started like diving into all of this. Wow. And then that, I assume you're saying kind of made you become more passionate about this, want to help other people connect yeah. with it. because it's yeah. like something that so many people are maybe curious about, or they're like, maybe yeah. there's something going on with my heart. Like you hear that a lot. Totally right. Knowing maybe where to go for help or how to navigate the process. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, cause you know, I'll talk to a lot of people too. And they'll be like, well, I just like saw my doctor, we did a whole panel and everything's normal. And it's like, that's, that's good that it's normal and it's not out of normal range, but even in normal range, things can be, you know, on the higher end or the lower end, but doctors don't tend to do anything until things are out of that normal range. And then they have to, you know, solve the issue with medication or whatever it is. So this is more preventative, obviously. Um, and that's kind of how like naturopaths, for instance, look at it too. Um, you know, they're more like focused on preventative medicine. Yeah. So yeah. And then I think the biggest like holy shit moment around hormones for me was um, so I started the the hormone health certification now probably like a year and a half or two years ago. Yeah. Um, it was in like eight month program and it was really cool. Um and so I started diving into it and obviously focused first on my body. And I remember last year, um, I was able to like pretty much regulate my cycle, which again, like I hadn't been able to do ever. Mm. And after the holidays, um, my period was horrible, like horrible cramps. I had to take the day off work. Like, um, I felt horrible and you know, the holidays, lots more drinking, eating sugar, less sleep, all of that. And then the next month, because January, we did our two week reset, you're just, you know, tend to be naturally a little healthier in January, yep. January, I like barely felt my period coming. 
it was so just like easy. I like didn't have any cramps. Um, my energy was like fine. You know, it's a little lower just naturally before your period, but um, nothing like crazy significant. I was like, oh my God, like this actually works. Like we actually yeah. don't need to feel absolutely horrible every single month for the two weeks leading up to our period and during our period. Like we actually don't need to do that. Well, that's interesting you say that too, because that's something I wanted to ask you about is yeah. exactly what you just said, that question of, and I think about this beyond hormones. I mean, with, with health and, yeah. and energy for everybody, mm-hmm. there are so many things that we do in society or that we sort of accept as normal. Yeah. And I always think of it as, um, trying to think the best way to word it. I always think of it as like, just because something's common doesn't mean it's actually mm-hmm. normal. Normal exactly. means what is normal for humans, but it's common to feel like crap or it's common to be exhausted mm-hmm. for all these things. So when you think about that, like common versus normal as it relates to hormones, like what are the things that, yeah. are, this is really common, but this isn't actually normal for our body. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like irregular periods, Um painful periods like cramps yeah like that is that is normal but not painful cramps where you have to take the day off work you have to lay in bed with a heating pad like but like cramps are normal like it is our body working um but like headaches acne um really low energy like fatigued really high anxiety or depression like we kind of just like accept these things as they are and while yes, some of them happen to the extent that they happen can be avoided or like limited based on lifestyle changes. Mm. Um, Okay. But like energy, yeah, like our energy does go down. We need more sleep. We need more food when we're about to get our periods. We need more carbs and protein. So yeah, like those things are true, but to the extent where like we shouldn't be starving all day long and we shouldn't be craving chocolate for everything, you know? So there's extremes that I feel like all of us have experienced and been told like it's normal when like it doesn't have to be. Right. So, okay. What I would love to do is go through each phase. Okay. And kind of go step by step. Here's this phase. And then any key notes around maybe nutrition, movement, or stress or above, like one phase at a time. How does that feel to you? Yeah, I love that. So, um, and I'll take a step back too, because I think some people don't even know that we have phases in our menstrual yeah. cycle. Like go, I had no idea. It. Yeah. Um, so we have four phases in our menstrual cycle. Um, and during each phase, our hormones are fluctuating. Um, so the first phase actually like day one of your cycle is actually your period. So day one of your period is day one of your cycle. I think a lot of people tend to think that's like the last phase. Um, but so it goes like menstruating or bleeding, follicular, ovulatory, and then luteal. And each phase is a different amount of days and all of that. Um, and yeah, so I'll talk about that. Um, but considerations for every phase I want to go through too. So these would be like my like five top five things to do if you're trying to, if you feel like things might be out of balance and you want to balance your hormones these are probably like the five things so these are these are places to look for if you want to balance your hormones or you feel like something might be off these are places yeah okay yeah these would be like my five places to start if you will 
Perfect. So one would be blood sugar balance. So with every meal, having a really balanced plate. So having um, fiber from our veggies and fruits, protein, carbs, and a healthy fat, healthy carbs, healthy fat. So having that can help balance blood sugar. Also, if you're going to have like fruit or a snack, um, just make sure there's some like healthy protein fat in there. So like a banana and peanut butter, for instance, so that your blood sugar doesn't spike. Um, when our blood sugar spikes, our cortisol levels also rise. It's causing stress on the body and all of that. Um, and lots of other things, insulin and everything. There's like a million different hormones in our bodies, not just our sex hormones that, um, I'll talk about a lot, but, um, so that's one blood sugar balance, having really balanced meals as much as you can. Great. Um, two would be managing your stress levels. Um, I don't think we realize, and I didn't realize how much stress impacts our hormones, especially as women. So, um, really, really managing that stress. If you find that you feel like you're in fight or flight all the time, or you don't ever take a deep belly breath during the day, or you're stressed, or when you lay down in bed, you've been tired all day, but all of a sudden you're wired. Your cortisol levels might be a little high, um, which can impact different hormones. And so having a daily practice to manage that stress. So whether it's deep breathing or, you know, um, yoga, meditation, journaling, having something that you can go to, to really help like reduce your stress, um, on a daily basis is really Mm. important. Okay. Um, I would say three cycle syncing your workouts, which I'll go into more detail of workouts within each phase, but essentially if we're overworking out, so if we're working out leading up to our period, when our body is already a little more stressed out, our energy levels are low, that is normal. Um, if we're working out really intense, like doing super intense hit workouts or running and sprinting and all those things leading up to our period, that causes our cortisol levels to stay high, once again, keeps us in fight or flight mode, and then can imbalance lots of other things, sleep, mood, all that stuff. Got it. So that would be the third cycle syncing workouts. Um, And then let's see, I have my list and now I forget the four and five, but I got it. One sec. All good. Okay. Four would be get enough protein. Um, Roughly about 30 grams at least per meal. If you're starting 25 to 30 grams um, per meal every single day, get enough of that protein to help with the blood sugar balancing, all of that. And then on the same kind of similar note, prioritizing healthy balanced meals. So it's not only important that we have those fiber and the macros. So the fiber, the carbs, the fat, and the protein, it's also really, really important to get in micronutrients because Mm. those micronutrients impact lots of our hormones. So I always say like an 85, 15 balance. I like to say where 85% of the time we're really focused on healthy, balanced meals, clean foods. And then 15% of the time, cause you know, we all got to live a little, um, not worrying as much and indulging a little bit more, but, um, those are my five. That's great. I mean, honestly, that covers so much ground already. Like everything (laughs) was improved by doing that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. The cycle syncing of workouts specifically is also one I hear more and more people kind of becoming 
curious about. I feel like a lot of this is people are becoming more curious or they're hearing about it or yeah, like they know there's something there. The cycle singing piece, I definitely want to get into. Maybe when we go into the phases a little more, but I want to make sure we talk about that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So those five things would be kind of the uh, big pillars entry point into all of this, no matter where you are or what's going on. Those five places are places to start. Exactly. Yeah. And they, yeah, exactly. And, um, it sounds like a lot at the start too, right? Like if you aren't doing any of this, um, so just like super overwhelming, but yeah, it can be overwhelming. Anything health related can be really overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah your starting point and environment. Right, right. And and you're right though, it doesn't only impact our cycle doing all these things, but it impacts tons of other bodily functions and our health overall, right? And again, like there's like 50 plus hormones in our body. So like melatonin, a sleep hormone, insulin, how our body breaks down blood sugar, um, ghrelin and leptin, those are our hunger hormones. Like there's so many hormones yeah. that are impacted by these things that you can do which also help to balance your cycle so just also big picture there's lots of hormones besides just you know progesterone estrogen and cortisol beautiful so those are these five kind of pillars places to look just in general but really as kind of an entry point and Mm -hmm. then from there so or within that or kind of the the 2.0 phase is now let's break down these different phases of your cycle phases. to get a little more yep. that would be a general blanket rule like exactly generally better and if you want to mm-hmm. crank up the dial a little bit you can get more specific within each phase exactly yeah okay. got it so yeah so where do we go from here for that okay so we'll get yeah. into each phase then cool. um okay so the first phase is our menstruation bleeding phase you can also think of the phases as seasons, which can be a little helpful. So menstrual phase is our winter phase. And this is about three to seven days long. Um, this, the seasons can be helpful with thinking about what foods to eat within each phase. So mm-hmm. for instance, for menstrual phase, we want like really comforting, warming foods, foods that are easy for our body to digest. We're already doing a lot, we're bleeding, our energy might be low. So um, getting lots of the kind of veggie and fruits also related to winter. So that's kind of interesting. So like sweet potatoes, potatoes, squash, those types of things can be really helpful. I had never heard that before. That's actually a great way to visualize. Yeah. 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 So that can be really helpful. Um, Veggies. You can also kind of think, like I said, of winter. So kale, mushrooms, collard, like hearty greens. Um, I mentioned sweet potato, beets, um, dark colored berries, all that good stuff. And then you might, during your um, menstruating phase, you might be craving kind of heavier protein um, because we're bleeding. We need to like also give ourselves some more iron. So um, it might be like grass-fed meat if you eat meat, um, and or pork, beans, kidney beans, um, all that good stuff. So okay. you might just be craving like a little more sustenance during that time. Uh, yeah. um, okay. Is that yeah. an iron thing? Is that like foods that are high in iron? Is yeah. Through that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Foods high in iron. We tend to, we tend to crave that. Yeah. Um, and we can tend okay. to be like kind of low energy and that high protein can help with, with yeah. that too. Got it. Um, okay. And then, and then in, um, in terms of workouts, so during this phase, you should go like low impact. This is like the lowest of the impacts for the phases. Um, so think like walking, maybe it's yoga, restorative yoga, stretching, um, different things like that. So you don't want to go like crazy hard. You could do resistance training, Pilates, even if like you're used to Pilates, you know, you kind of want to go like easy on your body during this it's time. Still thinking seasonally to what you were saying, it's still in this kind of like hibernation winter exactly. season where you want to go a little cozier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll talk about when we talk about the luteal phase, I'll talk about how our bodies also kind of prepare for it. It's really interesting, actually. Great. Um, so that's yeah, that's kind of menstrual phase. Okay. Um follicular phase is spring this is if your hormones are balanced you should feel really good in follicular um meaning what is good mean meaning high energy um you should feel ready to do maybe more intense workouts high impact workouts your body should feel lighter um less tired uh you know kind of like ready for the day when you wake up um that's how you should feel in follicular again if everything's kind of like working correctly um follicular is seven to ten days and again things springs we're like waking up from our hibernation <laughs> yeah and um what can feel good here is like light spring veggies so like artichokes broccoli carrots lettuces um you also here want to add in some cruciferous vegetables so like broccoli like i mentioned um brussels sprouts things like that in order to help your body um help your body detox uh estrogen as your estrogen starts to come back up so Got just it. to note too we don't okay. want too much estrogen in our bodies estrogen dominance can impact lots of things so you want to also get some cruciferous veggies as you're moving into your ovulatory phase which is the next one um okay. but yeah follicular is about seven to ten days Fruits can be like citrus, pomegranate, plum, cherries. Um, again, think like spring, spring foods. Yeah. Okay. Um, and workouts here, like I said, can definitely be like higher impact. Um, start to crank up the intensity a little bit, or energy, or kind of capacity for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. So maybe it's like yoga sculpt or power yoga or running if that feels good or maybe some hit classes as you get farther into the phase and your energy starts to pick up so um yeah so basically what's happening here is your estrogen like i said is slowly starting to come back up got it okay so that gets us through the spring yeah that gets us through spring and then ovulatory phase is about 2 to 4 days so pretty short that's our summer phase um during ovulatory phase we tend to also feel really good and really like social we want to be around people um group classes is really good during this phase too we tend to like want to you know be social like i said and just like around other humans um and then also continuing with that cruciferous vegetable i mean we want we need that all the time but especially kind of end of follicular and ovul yeah. ovulatory um, and then again, thinking into summer. So eggplant, bell peppers, spinach, tomatoes, asparagus, all that good stuff. Um, fruits, berries are always good. Apricots, cantaloupe, 
coconut, fig, all those are great during this time. Um, and you can also like, don't feel like you have to add all of these in every single day. <laughs> like, right. Take yeah. it like one day at a time. We can talk about that after and how to like actually do this. Um, yeah. cause it can feel again, overwhelming. Um, and then similarly to follicular with ovulatory phase workouts, um, we tend to feel like good and like high intense and, you know, um, hit classes, whatever it might be, but we, yeah, we tend to like have a lot of energy still in ovulation. So, um, that'll be like peak energy probably most likely. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's kind of peak energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah. I would say like end of follicular into ovulation. Into ovulation. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. And that's also funny enough when we're most fertile too. So <laughs> got it. Um, which makes kind of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we're attracting <Absolutely>. partners. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, and then luteal is everyone's foe. <laughs> okay. Um, so luteal can be rough, but it doesn't have to be, is the key here. So luteal is fall. Why is um, it so rough? So this is the uh, phase leading up to our period. So this yeah. is typically, and of course it's the longest. Um, right. So it's 10 to 14 days. So it can be about two weeks. And the first half versus the second half can feel really different. Mm. Um, but typically on luteal, we can feel moody and irritable. Um, we want to be alone and have more alone time. We want to get things organized. So this is actually the interesting thing and something I noticed when I was starting to recognize the phases and where I am. Um, so the first half of luteal, I'm like really organ, like I need to get everything done. Like I need to get everything organized, I need to put things in their place. It's almost like my brain is getting me ready for winter, my menstruation phase. So really interesting to like kind of feel that. Um, and again, this is fall. So kind of similar to the menstrual phase, um, we want comfy, cozy, comforting foods. And this is really important to have healthy carbs and protein in every meal because you want to feel satiated because you will likely feel hungrier. So in luteal, we tend to feel lower energy, especially the second week. Um, so going into again, period phase, but Basically what's happening here is our progesterone and estrogen are dropping, which is why we're feeling that um, intense change in our bodies. And I think the biggest thing here that I've seen with the clients um, who are starting to understand their cycles is that they're like so much kinder to themselves. They're like, oh, like this is why I'm tired. Or like, this is why this berries class feels horrible right now on my body. Like I'm actually not supposed to be doing this because my body is in this phase. So that's, I think that's really interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. And people can then have that awareness to go, oh, this makes sense now. Yeah. It's feeling like something's wrong with them or why do exactly. they energy for some workout they're trying to crush or something like that. Exactly. Like every, we do, as women, we do not have the same energy every single week of the month and that's okay. It's literally our body changing. And that's really, I think the biggest thing, like pretty much every female client is like, I'm so much nicer to myself because I'm not forcing myself to do something that doesn't feel good for my body during this phase. Uh, or I'm not like, oh, like I need more energy. I have so much to do. Like 
it's okay. We can take it a little bit easier during this time of the month because um, you are supposed to and, you know, help your body. So yeah, I will just say that too. But like, it's not something to fight. It's something to acknowledge and accept that this, this is what it is. And like our society wasn't built by women. And so once a month, we are not all taking it easy, unfortunately. But, um, but you know, we can allow so, ourselves to a little bit. So real, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's been a really big like discovery for myself and just for, yeah, so many people that I've worked with, um, around this. That, that piece though is, is also really important. I know, I know you already, mm -hmm. but I think, I think it's important. I mean, I would imagine the information of going, okay, this is going on in my body with this mm -hmm. information. I can give myself permission yeah. to actually act in a way that is aligned with the natural rhythm of my body yeah. versus trying to push through nature because exactly. society demands that we push through nature. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, like it's so, just an example, I just had a client start the other day and she was saying how about once a month she feels really low and anxious and like low energy and just wants to eat whatever and doesn't care. And I was like, is it leading up to your period? And she was like, yeah, it's always leading up to when my period's gonna start. Mm. Um, and so it's like, yeah, you're, you know, your body needs different things at different times um, during your cycle. Wow, that's fascinating. Okay. So it's and really that, interesting. So, so what about exercise wise there in that phase? So exercise during luteal. So first week of luteal, you might still feel really good um, and still feel up to kind of the higher intense workouts. It's really good to do like resistance training um, during this time too, um, even if it's like a little heavier again at the start. Uh, if you're, again, just depending on how your body feels, I'd probably say like not as many hit classes or like super high intensity where your cortisol levels are jumping up. Um, Got it. Something also really important, if you do those classes, or workouts during this time, make it a point to afterwards, take like five minutes to breathe and calm your body down. And almost if you can do a little like mini meditation or something just to like, bring your cortisol levels and everything back down so that your body's like, okay, we're not running from a bear, we can breathe. Um, yeah. And then it can like recover a little bit easier in terms of, you know, hormones and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, all in all, really during this phase should be yoga, Pilates, long walks, maybe hikes, even um, resistance training, maybe a little lower weight, um, you know, towards the end versus the beginning. So, so a little impact, bit less. Lower impact in general, not the hit class yeah. and the boot camps and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that gets us through it. Yeah. And that's all four phases. Um, and then I will say too, just if, again, if you're starting from scratch here, um, and you don't even know what phase maybe you're in. Yeah. I was going to ask that too, because I think, I think it's probably for somebody listening to this, who either they've been curious, but don't know where to start, or yeah, this is the first time they're really thinking about this. It can be, I would imagine, very overwhelming. Like, and they're like, oh, holy yeah. shit, all of a sudden I have to be tracking everything and I'm eating my right. <laughs> which day. Like, so when you when you take yeah. all of that and distill it into like 
101 entry point, like how is somebody who's never thought about this before? Yeah. They start or where should they start? Or maybe they're not even sure what phase they're in exactly or anything like right. that. Yeah, I think the first place to start is to start to identify what your cycle is, is like, because everyone's cycle is a little bit different, right? Um, so I'd start to track your, you can track your basal body temperature with a basal body thermometer. You can just get one online on Amazon. Um, and you have to do it, you have to take your temperature, if you're not tracking already, basically, um, you have to take your temperature every morning, like first thing when you wake up and then write it down. And then you'll see big spikes and big drops basically around ovulation. Um, and then different changes within your temperature, like as you move up towards ovulation and as you come down as you're in luteal. Um, so you'll start to like find that pattern. So you um, start by taking your basal body temperature and the goal there is tracking it daily right when you wake up mm -hmm. but noticing mm -hmm. that the absolute peak is going to align mm -hmm. with the population yeah yeah so you'll notice like if you start to track it like on a graph or whatever you'll notice like a significant jump and then a drop basically and if you do it consistently ovulation going into yeah luteal phase yeah so ovulation is the peak like you said yeah, yeah. Okay. got it um so I would kind of start there if you like have no idea what phase you're in. Um, or if you don't want to, if that sounds like a lot too, because I know it can, um, you can also just start tracking. Like if you have, if you get your period, you can just start tracking that just like day one period started on this day, here are my symptoms. And then just like tracking that. And then you can kind of roughly start to understand like, okay, yeah, I am a high energy or maybe I'm not, maybe something is a little off. Um, and then you have to kind of ask yourself those questions at the start. Like, am I, you know, eating healthy most of the time? Am I eating a balanced meal? Um, am I waking up really stressed out? Like, so there's lots of different things, which just to plug my program is why I'm really like proud of this program. And I think it can be really helpful because it breaks down these things. Like we're learning every week, but then it helps you actually implement things one by one. So it's not so overwhelming because like, hmm. this is amazing to learn, but like to actually see changes in your body, you do need to make changes. Hard and so within the program, hard. yeah. So within the program, we also talk about habit development. And so each person, you know, picks a few habits throughout the program that they start to implement. And we talk about like how and obviously why and all those different things too, because it can feel really overwhelming. I mean, even for me still, it can feel overwhelming. Like I have to like, take it you know one week at a time like it's yeah, like a lot to course. think about got it so okay. yeah okay so basal body temperature would be one entry point second yeah. would be waiting and then tracking your period and kind of yep. having an estimate of exactly where you're at from there and then yeah over time especially piece it together that way yeah and build yeah. in like a more habit development approach and you're not necessarily expecting to jump in from the beginning with every workout plan for the month and no all way. that stuff yeah yeah okay. yeah are no, there it's, things, it's a lot are there common things from people who have been in the group like that you've had the chance to work with directly through these programs are there any common things that maybe people are especially surprised by or mm. um, that yeah that jumped to mind there that maybe they were yeah. thinking about up front 
almost everyone is surprised how much stress impacts our female hormones. Like every when we like go through that <laughs> topic, everyone's like, oh my gosh. And I really had no idea either. That was like how I got into all of this too. Yeah. Um, so basically what can happen there is if your cortisol levels are too high, um, your body then won't produce as much progesterone or enough progesterone because progesterone is kind of like our keep calm and carry on hormone, if you will, it keeps our body calm. Um, but if we have too much cortisol, our body thinks we're in fight or flight and then won't produce that progesterone. Mm. If our progesterone is too low in relation to our estrogen, because they balance each other out. So if progesterone is too low, then estrogen is likely too high, again, in relation to one another. That's estrogen dominance a lot of the times. And then you can start to feel other symptoms like heavy periods, bad cramping, headaches, mm. um, acne, different things. So those PMS symptoms can come into play interesting. during that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's so interesting, right? Yeah. So our body basically needs to be calm, not all the time, but needs to know that it's safe in order to produce progesterone, enough progesterone that we need. So with people being surprised by that, a big tool is figuring out the best stress practices. Again, not to be unrealistic yes. that you're never going to have stress, but to have almost like a toolkit for how you navigate it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And for a lot of people that can even start as like a morning routine where it's like, okay, I'm not just like rolling out of bed and jumping into work. Um, um, like breathing in the morning or in journaling or, you know, different things like that. Um, so court, yeah, stress can, and stress can mean not even just stress at work. It can mean stress on the body. If you're, you know, not drinking enough water, or if you're like drinking a lot of coffee during the day. Um, and you know, so yeah, can mean a lot of different things, but I think figuring out what works for you to at least bring your stress levels down in, in addition to balancing blood sugar and all the things I said at the beginning yeah it's a really important factor but that's probably the most like like oh my gosh surprising one um yeah that's so interesting well and I'm kind of okay zooming back I'm putting together everything yeah. we talked about today there yeah. could be an approach that's almost again if somebody is um new to this or curious about it it might be figuring out which of those initial tools whether it's waiting mm -hmm. your period and tracking that way or through your basal body temperature maybe picking yeah. up those as like a tool while working on some of those initial pillars you talked about so having more yeah. protein and fiber in their day to notice mm -hmm. how that Im influences blood sugar like there are probably ways mm -hmm. to almost mix and match yeah totally things um but you know doing it on your own i i would imagine can be overwhelming but there's also even pieces of this can be helpful to implement. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, again, you don't have to do it all at once, like ever. And still, I'm still like discovering things about my own body and what works and what doesn't. So yeah. Um, this is so fascinating, though. It's it's such amazing information. It seems like such amazing information that people need and just don't mm -hmm. know about. I know. And I, yeah. it, you kind of touched on it, but it sounds like there's lots of times where people are like, I don't know, something's wrong with me. I just feel like wild yeah. or off or something. And it's like, oh, there are reasons for why certain things yeah. are going on. We're just not typically taught this information. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Like we're literally not taught this at all. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
like at 15, you know, you're like, oh, I have like bad cramps. It's like, okay, here's a pill that you're going to take for the next 15 years. It's like, okay, well that messes things up too. Yeah. Wow. Um, so are there anything, is there anything else that we have not touched on that you want to make sure people know or hear or common questions or anything you think is important? Do you want to jump on one of the specific hormones anybody should know like is there anything else we haven't touched on or do you feel like we've covered mm -hmm. a good kind of overview I feel like we covered a good overview there's like so much I would say one thing maybe just to touch on is like birth control you know a lot of people yeah. always have questions about it um yeah tell us so there. yeah I think something I just found interesting is I'm part of kind of like the first generation that was like put on birth control at, you know, 15, 16 years old until you like basically want to have a baby. And I think a lot of people, like at least a lot of my friends and people that I've talked to around my age are like, well, maybe like, I don't need this. <laughs> like, What is actually this doing to my body? And I'm not saying birth control is like bad necessarily. So don't feel like you should get off of it <laughs> if it's working for you. Um, but I think just to, I think it's important for people to be aware of the type of birth control they're on and like what harm, what it is actually doing. Like, you know, some, some birth controls can be a little more hormonal than others in terms of like synthetic hormones. Um, and that if you went on birth control to help with some sort of symptom, once you get off, you can help with that symptom. So I, I think a lot of people are scared to get off of it because, you know, their acne will come back or, whatever it might be. Um, but lifestyle changes, like we've talked about, can really help with all of that too. So yeah. there's lots of different things. That's a whole other topic. But I just wanted to bring that up because I know a lot of people, um, you know, ask about it or, or are talking about it. Um, and it's something, again, we cover kind of more in the program and different things like that and how to balance hormones like after, if you are going to get off of it. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, that's so interesting, too, because like you said, that's I mean, birth control is something that people kind of are just told at a certain age. Well, this is what yeah. you do and no questioning it or that's just what it is. Yeah, right. And we're like taught to that, like we can get pregnant at any time, like ever. And it's just like really not true. <laughs> right. So <laughs> um, tell us more before we close out i feel like this was yeah. an overview yeah we can only cover so much but before I know. we close out tell yeah. us like, more about the program like yeah how does it work it's an eight-week program yeah. give people just some info if they're curious to learn more all of that kind of stuff totally okay so yes it's an eight-week group program um and it's such a cool format because it's a group so like everyone's sharing and talking about their own experiences with their own hormone health and why they're here and everyone's working on different habits and all of that so it's really like community based which I love um and yeah basically 90 minute sessions every week they're all live so we're all together it's led by me um and going over different topics so um like for instance we start with nutrition and why it matters for our hormones, we go into a little more in detail into each macro, um, and then also into micronutrients, how to build your plate, you know, meal planning tips for the week, all of that good stuff. Um, and then of course we go into cycle syncing, both nutrition and, um, workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then we cover lots of other things like how hormones um, or hormone health is related to gut health and our thyroid and all that good stuff. So go into a lot of things, lots of mindfulness as well and stress management. Um, and yeah, we meet every week. Uh, you also get a one-on-one session with me during the program um, within those eight weeks, like a separate session with me. So we can dive in a little bit deeper into um, any challenges you're facing and we can kind of create like a more specific plan for you. Um, and then we, yeah, it's basically like part, um, I hate saying lecture. Like what else would you, you know what I mean? Cause it's really not, but I'm like presenting for part of yeah. every session. It's a little, uh, educational. <laughs> Academic. educational yes part educational with like slides and things like that but it's like fun and not boring I promise um and then part community and discussion and all of that um you'll also be tracking during that time during those eight weeks I'll have you start tracking you'll get like a whole template all that good stuff um so yeah that's kind of like big picture what it entails and then I think I said also like habit development you'll start to actually implement certain things um that you're learning beautiful so yeah it's really it's really cool um have gotten lots of great feedback from it um and I'm really excited about it yeah I mean this will be your third round doing it yeah Uh, the third round Laura did it and loved it she's still I mean she's she tracks her temperature basal body temperature every morning she's taking got all her Maddie notes I mean she's I love it fully in it uh which is amazing amazing yeah um, yeah. Okay. So anybody listening, if you are curious to learn more about Maddie in general, Maddie's work, whether related to the program or not, uh, reach out. I'll put her info in the episode notes. If you're curious about the program, it's optimizedhealthcoaching.com slash hormones, where you get all the details. And we have the code which is true health 50 for 50 dollars off um maddie you are the greatest you are thank the greatest. you I'm so glad we did this thanks for having me this was this so is- great there's oh, i got like heated during because i get so excited about talking about good it. <laughs> i'm hoping lots of people get some information that they yes me too yeah and always feel free if you're listening to reach out if you have questions or anything at all um i'm on the optimized health one and then you can find me at Maddie Pollock underscore health on Instagram as well. Beautiful. And I'll put links in the episode notes too. Um, all right, Maddie, this is it. We did it. We did it. Um, Thanks, thank Ethan. You, and I will talk to you soon.